time to buy in. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Let's start the hour. Welcome to this week's episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore investment strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm your host, Chris Ragland, and with me, as always, are my esteemed co-hosts, Mr. Jaden Newman and Jess Hamill. Welcome back to the Airwaves, guys. Hey. Hey, morning, gents. Yeah, we're just doing another show where we've got Jess on the show with us now. If you missed it last week, we did a everything you needed to know about Jess Hamill. <laughs> That's hard to fit in a one-hour show. <laughs> yeah, maybe we may have to do a follow-up. We could give you some more uh, some more interesting tidbits about Jess Hamill. So if you've tuned into us before, you remember we had Mr. Romney Navarro on the show who has left and now has his own podcast over at Firestarters. So be sure and check him out. But I'm joined by Jaden Newman, the CEO of Noble Capital, and Jess Hamill who runs our retirement and wealth planning division over here at Noble. So what are we talking about? You know, we are an alternative finance organization. We specialize in retirement planning, but we also do this really cool thing called private lending, and then we work in real estate. So at our core, we are also real estate experts, and we'll be digging into that in the coming weeks ahead. But if you've never seen us before and you're new to the Noble Capital Radio Hour, you can check us out at noblecapital.com. You can also find us at all of the social media things, we're on those Facebooks and Instagrams and Twitters, right, Sean? Our producer, Sean, now sits in, so he doesn't have a mic, but he gets to give me a thumbs up every 30 seconds or go in a, a very much uh, making me feel good kind of manner, so that's always good. Now, and you can also download Noble Capital Radio on a podcast platform. Basically, any podcast platform, chances are we're on it, so give us a listen. We'd love to get your feedback on that. So today's topic, we're talking about the rise of retirement accounts. And, and why are we talking about that? It's because over the past 30, 40 years, there's been a significant shift in how retirement planning is conducted in the United States. We're talking about the transition from, you know, the greatest generation that would work for 30 or 40 years at the same employment, you know, organization. They would have some type of a pension. They would have some type of a structured retirement ceremony. Hell, they'll even have a party for these people, right? And give them a watch after 30 years. I don't know what kind of watch you get (laughs) after 30 years. You guys might have to remind me. But, you know, that's the kind of organizational planning retirement that used to exist. And it doesn't anymore. And everybody knows that. And that's why you hear about things like individual retirement accounts and and various types of those and your 401k. These are all new vehicles, though. And we've talked about this before, and I think it's a common misconception. So I want to get you guys your input on this. You've sat across the table from hundreds of people. But I think a lot of people, when they look at their 401k or maybe they have an IRA, they think that's my retirement. That's that's what that is, right? And, and one of the things that you guys have to break the walls down and talk to people is that's not your retirement. That's just one bucket, one vehicle for your retirement. And I think that's the, the lasting impression we're trying to leave with people, especially from this show, right, guys? Absolutely. The, uh, the big trend that I'm seeing here is a lot of, for a lot of people that is their retirement account. I don't think they've thought it all the way through. Um, and the intent is Social Security and whatever's in the retirement account, you spend it down and hope that you run out before it does. Oh, I forgot Social Security. You can see where my generation's at. <laughs> we don't even think about it. I'm like, that's not even in the game plan, right? What don't do you mean Social it. Security? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not even in my, I, I didn't have that on my little planning tool. 
Well, the, the truth is, it's it's not even funded for us for our generation, and we're paying in every two weeks. Yeah, that's uh, great. You know, great. So they're, great I believe they're going to fix that. It, it is funded for most of our clients. We we talk about this at our at our events that we do when we touch on social security. The the money's in the bank for those that are in the room, you know, in that retirement phase of of their life, coming up on retirement or in retirement, but it's not funded for us. So. Um, I, I believe Social Security will be there for us, but when we talk about retirement accounts, we're we're talking about it's typically four hundred one ks, four hundred three bs, yeah, SEP accounts, IRAs. These are retirement. D- accounts, these are right? retirement accounts, typically tax deferred vehicles where you're contributing before tax dollars that are going to end up being distributed to you in a forceful way at age 70 and a half with the infamous RMD yeah required minimum distributions Re- required like you don't even get a choice you just you have to take a certain amount and I know there's complicated formula but let's back up here a minute guys what happened to pensions why why have companies bailed out on this what's going on with that why have we made such a big shift in America uh, you know from a private corporation what what do you guys think on that what are your thoughts why don't pension plans exist like they used to well companies saw an opportunity to not have to fund an unlimited uh, almost unlimited life on on whoever it was too much of an unknown so they uh, polished it up made it look nice and pretty with the 401k and the tax deferred um, aspect of it and there's been a it wasn't a, a drop off it was a big overlap so pensions 401k's came along and the pensions started to fade out now 401k's are it yeah, and by the way, I don't think this is unique to private corporations, right? When you look at government organizations, the retirement plans have been slowly just dwindling. I mean, you know, we're in Texas, right? So, But I hear these horror stories, especially, for example, the Dallas Police Department. Their pension, their retirement plan is, is almost formally bankrupt at this point. So you've got these very large institutions scattered throughout the United States that are just having to pull back. They're, they're not sustainable for them, and they're basically – pushing that burden from the organization down to the individual. Yeah, they overpromised at the end of the day. So, you know, it's interesting when we talk about the the rise of retirement accounts, it I look at we when we have clients come in and Jess, you can you can speak to this cuz you, you you do this every day. In fact, uh, you probably see two or three clients a day on average, sometimes more. But when you we look at clients, sometimes you have clients come in that have new money you know, you've heard of that term that's this new money or old money. And a, a client that has new money, that simply means they've they've essentially started from the bottom and accumulated what they have. And for for our clients, that, that that's probably most of our clients that are in that one to five million dollar balance sheet a, accumulation range uh, going into retirement. And they've uh, they've acquired and accumulated this money over their lifetime. But not having th- those old money strategies, those smart money strategies that have been passed down from generation to generation, uh, a- a- if you're a new money, um, if you fall in that new money you know, uh, side of the equation, then you, you kind of have just been you know, led, led to believe that that's, that that's the way that everybody accumulates their money. And, and this is just sort of the path that you, you've gone down without a lot of consideration to how to diversify that money and how to make smart money decisions, you essentially are letting corporate America or even the government just sort of 
p- pave the way for you and you're you're along for the ride. Even open society, I would say, has this generalization around new money that the strategy is you work, you build accumulation and you continue to accumulate and accumulate and you get to that top and you retire and then you just slowly spend down your accumulation back down to zero. It's like, then and then you reset the clock. Your kids are essentially your family, right? Starts all over again and it's the next generation of new money. That is new money behavior. That's quintessential new money behavior that doesn't have generational wealth planning strategies, that doesn't understand the tax deferment strategies that can be created by specialized retirement accounts or even specialized insurance products where that money can be transitioned to the next generation. So I certainly agree with that. I think that that's a a, a prevalence in American society is you work hard, you accumulate, and you spend it down, and the next generation, it's like you do the same thing. There's a lot of pitfalls with that, though. The the main one is your biggest asset is also your biggest enemy, and that's longevity. So if the, the idea is to spend it down to zero, and you don't know when you're going to die. How do you how do you plan for that? Yeah, that's inevitably you either, you either run out or you you have got a left over and you missed out on a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So when when we it is always a uh, one of the things I like about our, our line of business is occasionally we come across what I would call an old money client, and you can tell the difference between clients that understand how to build wealth and understand how to diversify their assets and position themselves. To, to leave a legacy behind, not only to take care of themselves and live a, a retirement with lifestyle and confidence and fulfillment, as we say, but also they know how to preserve that wealth and set up future generations. And we can get into a little bit of that in, in, in the next segment, but retirement accounts have definitely changed. And uh, th- this will be an exciting segment as, as, as we move into it and, g- and dig deeper. Yeah, I think whenever we come back after this short break here coming up, I would like to dig into maybe an exploratory. Let's talk about the different types of retirement accounts that we're seeing in the private sector basically being pushed. You you mentioned a couple of them. We talked about SEPs and 401ks and 403bs and those types. Let's talk about those. And then I'd love to hear feedback from you guys in terms of how you build those into more comprehensive strategies. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Yeah. It's not like you do this every day, right, Jess? Yeah, a couple of times a day. A couple of times a day. (laughs) All right. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, Austin, wake up and fly right on Talk 1370. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And welcome back to the show where we're discussing different types of retirement accounts. Uh, It doesn't sound like an exciting topic for a lot of people, but I'll be honest, a lot of people do not understand the differences and the benefits or even similarities between these different types of accounts. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio. I'm your host, Chris Ragland. I'm joined here with Mr. Jaden Newman and Jess Hamill. This is an interview style, so I get to ask these guys a lot of questions and pretend I'm even dumber than I am sometimes, so that's probably nice. But, you know, when we were off the air there for a couple of seconds, I was talking about what we have here at our company, you know. So we have probably more of the traditional retirement account that most people think of when you work at a business and, you know, standard private America today. We have a 401k plan here. But I'll also venture to say that the vast majority of our employees, they don't necessarily know what to do with this thing. They think about it. They try to keep their fees low. They try to look at the best way for them to grow this. You know, they're looking at us and saying, what do we match? And they're, they're maxing out their, their matching contributions. And these are all things for our listeners. I mean, if, if you're still working 
right now and you're not taking advantage of like the matching opportunities that your employer has like well first of all shame on you right that was bad planning but what do you do with these accounts that you start to accumulate so you know we talked uh, last segment a little bit about new money and old money it's interesting that you know when even when you have a 401k and you think you have this great retirement account and in fact we we ask people this question this is one of the magical questions about you know um do a, an early check-in in in the process of interviewing a client and, and determining if a client is a good fit for us and of course the client's asking us can i retire i'm here to get a second opinion i'd like to know you know am am i positioned to retire and our question for them, the magical question is, if you know, do you have a retirement income plan that shows exactly where your income is going to come from for the rest of your life, your paychecks for the rest of your life? If you can show us that, then we'll tell you if you can retire or not. And one of the top answers we get from people when we ask them that is, well, I've got a 401k. I've got a retirement account. So that, that's my income plan. Right. Like they equate their income plan to their retirement account. Yeah, which but but really, you got to think about it. a retirement account. You you might think you're in control of your four hundred one k, but really, you you basically have your money accumulating in this box, and it is in a box, and you're in control because you get to choose which flavor of Kool Aid goes in the box. Goes right, goes in the box. <laughs> that's, right, that's what you get. It's still just Kool Aid at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. So. With, it, with its own that, timeline, right? You, you can only use it at this time, and then you can only, and then you have to use it at this time, right? Looking at that as a retirement plan or, or an income plan, at, at the end of the day, that's not an income plan. That's it's, it's, that's, not, it's a balance sheet item. It's not a plan at all. It's it, just an account. It's just cool. It's an asset. Yeah, and it might be good, but you, you've got to diversify uh, yeah. is, is the key. So we we look at uh, re- retirement accounts they're they're a very important part of planning and some people do real well especially if if they exit on a on an upswing in the market you mean but, like right now like exactly right <laughs> now but that that can cut both ways though by the way and mm-hmm. and that can actually drive your timeline for retirement so for most people that that's that's one of that's where all you talk about not having all your eggs in one basket that's one basket where we see a lot of uh, clients' eggs in, in, in that retirement account uh, b- basket, and, and, they're, and they're really counting on that as their primary source of income in retirement with really no plan or no thought behind it. Now, the 401k was never intended to be a replacement for pensions. It was supposed to be a supplement for that. Uh, back in what I would call the old days, you, you worked until you were 65. You were like an old Buick. You were worn out. Went home, sat on the couch, played with the grandkids, and, and you were out you know, five, ten years at the most. But your lifestyle decreased significantly because you were old and worn out. Um, 30, 40 years ago, people started living longer. They started living larger in retirement, and uh, the people realized that a, a pension wasn't going to carry it. So to encourage people to start squirreling some more away, they came up with the notion of tax deferral. Back in the Jimmy Carter days, you know, 70% um, tax rates. And the notion was, well, I'm going to put a dollar away now, not pay tax on it, let it accumulate. And when I retire, I should be making less money. Therefore, I'll be in a lower tax bracket. The problem is probably at least 80% of my clients I see today are generating more income in retirement than when they're working. So this money that they put away tax deferred, they're now paying more tax on it now than if they had just put away in a savings account or some other kind of an investment before. So the, the mm-hmm. environment has changed significantly since that was designed. Interesting. So, so, so okay. So you, you got these accounts. And, and there's as we mentioned earlier, there's several other types of these accounts. 
but what do you do with them? You know, and now it's time to retire, and, and I've got this account. It's a balance sheet item. It's accumulated some money. What next? What, what do you guys tell someone? Let's, let's give away some material here, but what do you do with that account? You know, I, hey, Jess, I've accumulated, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in my 401k, and I'm ready to retire. What next? Like, what do I do with this? Is, is there... Is there like a system in the 401k where it can be just instantly turned into this income strategy for me or, or do I have to cash it out? I mean, what, what happens here functionally? Well, once you leave the company where the 401k um, is housed, the best thing is to get it out of there and at least into another IRA mm-hmm. and then start strategizing from there. I um, mean, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in a 401k for somebody in today's world, that's not going to last. Not going to make it, is all. it? <laughs> um, so in a perfect world, you would have enough assets to generate an income stream off of them that either equals or overcomes what you're spending mm-hmm. um, and safely. But that's not a realistic world. So we've got to position it out into several other categories and try to turn some of them. It's going to consume it, turn it into an income stream, right. and then try to invest it safely in a manner that you're not uh, going to lose it, or at least it's more predictable. Got it. So that money, that cash that we've built up over time gets invested in other types of vehicles that then kick off that income that I'm looking for. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, I mean, that retirement account is is meant to fund your your retirement but it's not in a spin down strategy as as you're saying chris it's it's actually as as Jess just said the first step is to get it the heck out of the 401k that's called a 401k rollover um and in other words get yourself out of the you know the kool-aid box um one of the reasons we want to get out of there is because there's there's high fees in those accounts and we can even if you want to keep the money invested in you know risk positions you you can accomplish that with lower fees but get it rolled over and then the next step is to diversify and at the same time as we're diversifying and putting the money into different buckets we've got to be planning out our our tax and and our distribution strategy on that 401k to optimize and and minimize those those tax brackets and a lot of our clients uh, really appreciate the tax planning we do being deliberate about planning for those seventy and a half age seventy and a half RMDs, and even trying to flip the script and 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 get as much of that income coming in tax free as possible, uh, we've got some great vehicles to help people accomplish that. And if you're not intentional about it, you you will get, um, you know, punched in the face with taxes as as Jess was just articulating. That's that's the craziest thing for me. You spend all this time. Uh, essentially accumulating wealth into these various vehicles. And if you don't do it right, you tell me I could actually pay taxes again on this money. It's not that you're going to pay it again. It's that you oftentimes end up paying more tax than you should have have, or you would have in the first place. Right. So it talks about good planning. So listen, if if this is compelling to you, we're talking about rolling over 401ks into IRAs that you control and then – diversifying that into several vehicles that can create your income strategy for you. We want to invite you out. We want to have you basically join us for an event. We hold dinner events in Austin. We do this on a regular basis. The next one coming up is actually Thursday, November the 29th, and that's going to be at Fleming's. We'd love for you to come out. We'll buy you dinner, and we want to talk to you about what we do, see if it's a good match for you. If it is a good match, then you can follow up with us and have an appointment inside of our office. But the best way to set an appointment or get your time for a a a dinner reservation is to send us a text message. Send the word secure. You're going to send it to the number 313131. And you're going to send the word secure. You'll get a reply and then we'll give you a call back and schedule you in for that. So I'd love to join everybody out there for this. We've got Jaden and Jess. You'll get to meet both of these guys on the radio show and we'll talk about these types of strategies. 
Another interesting topic when we talk about retirement accounts, a couple little tips. Let's call them pro tips. But age 59 and a half is a magical age. And a lot of people don't understand just the the concept of in-service withdrawals. Uh, I know that we, we talk about this all the time. This is one way of helping um, accelerate the planning um, instead of waiting to actually separate from the company. But in the next segment, um, I, I think we ought to get into the, to the, to that a little bit. I think that's a that's a, a one of the best kept secrets. I'd also like to hear you guys talk about I don't know retiring at the market timing. That was an interesting concept that you just threw out there a couple of seconds ago. Where are we in the market cycle? That might impact your retirement, especially if there's ten year cycles, right? And then if you don't know what a self directed IRA is, stay tuned because we we want to get into that. We're too about to wake segment. you up on a self directed IRA. Stick around. We'll give you the secrets. We'll be right back. Back to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the exciting world of retirement accounts. No, on a serious note, we're giving out really great tips. In fact, I think Jaden was just about to drop some knowledge that normally you have to come into our office to hear, but we're going to give it to you today on the show. If you're just joining us, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. We are an alternative finance firm. We specialize in retirement planning, private lending, and real estate. We'll get into some of those other topics here in a little bit. I think I think we might be doing it sooner than I thought since Jaden was bringing up the little secret of self-directed IRAs. So I'm going to put it right back in your court. You guys wanted to talk about a few of these vehicles and some of the cool things you can do with them. So take it, take it away, guys. Yeah. So, you know, I had a client come in. This, this goes back early, early in, in, in our, 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 our career and essentially our, our journey in, in wealth management, retirement planning. And he happened to be an IBMer. I know we got some IBMers probably listening the, uh, one of the originals, and he, he actually had a pension uh, still. It wasn't a large one, but IBM phased out their pension. They had a kind of a, a hybrid version before they completely phased it out. And anyway, this client actually had most of his wealth built up in his 401k, and he still wanted to work. He was, he was okay uh, remaining employed, but he was very skeptical of the stock market and wanted to diversify, and he, he felt like he was locked into that 401k, either put it in the most conservative position, uh, a money market account, and you know essentially lose it safely to inflation. Yeah, he wanted the safe Kool-Aid. Yeah, and, <laughs> uh, but, but knew that he, he was seeking and looking for alternatives, but he was kind of felt trapped in that tension between continuing to work uh, or, or having access to that 401k to begin to get it positioned. He knew intuitively he's got to do something to begin to get him set, himself set up for retirement. And at the time, he was 65 years old. And when, when we went through the appointment, you know, it's like at, at first glance, there's really nothing we can do. Your, your money's all in your, your, your 401k. But on the contrary, we, we were able to identify this age 59 and a half in-service withdrawal strategy. And I thought Jess could shed some light on that and, and kind of what that means because there's there's people listening right now that don't don't know this, and I think this this is worth the price of admission right here. Well, right. I'm listening, and I don't know, so I, I, you can tell me, Jess. There's an overlap of rules there. So the IRS says that at 59 and a half, you can start taking money out of your 401k. You can spend it and pay tax on it if you want, um, but if you're still employed, you are allowed to take it out and redirect it to another investment. Some companies also 
don't like that because they are making the, the guy, the further up the food chain, the more those guys are making money by the employees having money in the 401k. So some companies will allow an in-service withdrawal. Some will not, even though the IRS does, but 59 and a half, 60, you're still employed. You can take some or all of your 401k and go into a tax deferred account. So there's no taxable event. Um, you can go to a self-directed IRA. The, the, the world all of a sudden is right in front of you and you can do whatever you want with it. You're not tied into the investments that are being, um, done with the money manager of your 401k. Got it. So you're talking about a essentially early retirement function of this retirement account. So even while you're still employed at the organization, you can quasi have like a retirement event and pull your money out of that 401k, move it into a new vehicle, and the new vehicle allows you a, a much larger scope and, and suite of services and products, right, to choose from? Exactly. The, you know, I looked for the IRS's rules on what you can use your retirement accounts on, and it was pretty interesting. There's not a list. There's a list of what you can't. There's only two things on there. So pretty much any retirement or any investment that does not improve your non-qualified position, you can't purchase a rent house and put your college kid in it for rent free. Um, but anything that is not art or that improves your non-qualified position, you can invest your retirement account in. Right. And I've seen, we're, we're talking about self-directed now. Yeah, so, over, yeah. <laughs> right, we switched over to this world of self-directed. I've seen some incredibly creative self-directed investments, right? And it's because of what you just said. There's just a limited scope of you can't do this. And then, well, what can I do then? Well, it's pretty open. So you still have to have a third-party custodian, right? Self-directed doesn't mean I put it in my savings account and I do whatever I want. Where you still have to have a third-party custodian, and and we actually have these, you know, here not not in-house. Like we have various providers. In fact, we've even had one of them on our show before at Mainstar Trust. So we've got these people, these partners that can take over. But once it's there at the third-party custodian, you know, it's it's open season, right? That's right. Well, you know, uh, back to Bob. Uh, or excuse me. No, that's his made up. I didn't give you his name right (laughs) earlier. So my client and his name is Bob. Um, we, we actually were able to, as you just said, Chris, we're able to roll over that 401k essentially it's called an in-service withdrawal while he was still working. I just want to make sure that the the listeners really grasp grasp that. Yeah. I don't think anybody, that is not common knowledge. First of all, most people assume you almost have to quit your job in order for the 401k to roll over. That's right. And and what we were able to do then is is now we get to choose where are we going with this retirement account. And as Jess said, it, it can roll over into a traditional uh, IRA, a, a brokerage. It's, it's a rollover IRA. And you can put it back to work in the stock market if you want to. Um, in this case, we actually diversified it and set up a number of instruments. I think that, that in, in that particular case, we diversified it into at least six or seven different accounts. And one of them was a self-directed IRA that allowed him to begin to invest in other types of investments that he wouldn't be able to invest at in, at his brokerage. And of course, us us being real estate uh, experts and, and really inclined to at least discuss real estate with our clients as a option for their, you know, for their portfolio, you can't invest in real estate from your stock brokerage account. So that's where the self-directed IRAs come into play with Noble Capital is for those clients that want to participate in real estate investing with their IRA, we have to set up a self-directed IRA. Yeah, and you're you're talking about, let's be clear here, you're talking about the wonderful world of private lending, right? Which is one of our core staples as an organization. So with your self-directed IRA, 
which you know, once it's set up with that third-party custodian, you can actually become a private lender in real estate. And our private lenders are earning between 6 to 9% annualized on their money. So those are the rates of returns that our private lenders uh, re- get in return. I think we're actually – it's funny to talk about this because we just got back from a big convention. We're on a little bit more of a conservative end. I've got peers out there that are taking more risk than we see at Noble Capital. And, and, and they're also providing maybe a higher level of return, but they're also coming to me saying, how do I solve these problems? <laughs> what have you guys done over there to solve those types of problems? And so we're kind of getting zeroed in on one of the asset classes here, and that's the private lending, which I, I stand behind and believe in quite a bit. I'm involved myself. Um, but it's not so much about diversifying across accounts as much as diversifying across asset classes. So, you know, we're, we're getting away from pensions. That's the one thing everybody's missing. You can set up your own pension with part of your 401k. Um, when you take qualified money, which is what a 401k is, and you put it into an annuity, the annuity itself becomes an IRA. It's called a qualified annuity. So it is a way to take your accumulative fixed asset and redirect some of it and start creating a pension for yourself to then go along side by side with your risk investment so that you've got more and more certain guaranteed income coming in, like we're all used to back in the old days with a pension. Yeah, and I think a lot of people ask the why. Why would I do this? And you just said the word right there. With some of these strategies, you're actually getting a guaranteed income. Exactly. Right? So it's not just I'm getting an income. I'm getting an income with a guarantee behind it. You know, So these are more on the insurance flavor of the products. But then you also talked about diversification. Here's the other why you do it is because you want to have diversity inside of these different accounts. So some of them can have a high level of guarantee income strategy. Some of them may have, you know, high levels of assurance in terms of the income strategy. And you may even have some buckets that are still having some risk, right? It kind of all depends on everyone's unique portfolio. Am I right here? Yeah. And when people think of diversity, you, you typically think of different levels of risk, but they're usually looking at the portfolio itself. How much of your portfolio do you want to have at high risk, low risk, medium risk, et cetera? Once people get to my table, we're more focused on income. So my question is, how much of your income do you want to have counting on risk scenarios or guaranteed scenarios or somewhere in between? Yeah, and we, we've talked about this on the show before as well, especially when we had uh, Romney on here. It was funny always looking at Romney, Jade, and myself. Romney was Mr. Conservative. You know, He, liked, he wanted 100%. Guaranteed, right? The youngest guy at the table, too. Yeah, he's just conservative. He's got a young family, and he's thinking to himself, like, I I don't want to have to think about this stuff in the future. You know, Jaden was probably a little lower down on the ladder, and he was like, you know, I've done okay. I've done some accumulation strategies that I'm comfortable with. You know, my kids are about to enter college. It's a little bit later on the timeline, but a different personality. And then you got me, and I'm just like, throw it to the wind. You know, I'm like at the lower point. Like, 50% is fine. That's all I need. And, And, you know, you have clients that look like that, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, And a lot of clients don't really, I have them do some soul searching and start approaching this from a retirement mindset as opposed to an employed mindset. And once they do that, they start realizing that they're not really at the risk level that they thought they were. Right. So I'm going to ask a quick question to our listeners out there. What's your number? What percentage of your income in retirement do you want to have guaranteed? You really need to know what this number is, but more importantly, you need to know how that backs, backs into your your strategy. What is your budget? What, what is your lifestyle going to look like? If you can't answer these questions, you really need to come and see us. Shoot us a text message. Send the word SECURE, that's S-E-C-U-R-E, to the number 313131. You're going to get a reply back, and we'll see if you can come in and join us for one of our dinner seminars. We hold these regularly, but the next one coming up is going to be Thursday, November the 29th up at Fleming's, and that's inside the domain in Austin. So we'd love to have you out there and learn more about us, learn more about the strategies that you're hearing right here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. 
Yeah. So one one question, Jess, I have is when you sit down and you're you're walking through the the planning uh, appointments with with clients. Um, let's assume that you you have a connection with the client and they're moving forward and and want to see essentially a second opinion from you. Right. Uh, one one of the things that that you've told told me recently is when you sit with the client, you, you all one of the first things you always do is you take their their current plan, their their assets, and just present them to you, excuse me, present them to them, present them to the client uh, in, in your plan documents, in, in your, uh, your layout, your, your format, to show them their money in, in, in maybe a way they've never seen it before. But that's without you making any changes, just simply taking what they have and presenting it back to them to show them the path that they're on now. Right. That's the basis that we build on. So we'll, we'll lay out an income plan, a pseudo income plan that has their life broken up into legs various milestones when uh, mortgages get paid off at 70 and a half, et cetera, and so on, um, and lay out their social security. We show what is going to be required at 70 and a half, the, the RMDs, and then the rest is all blank. We've got a budget that goes along the bottom of that, and then the question is, how definite do you want to have the income streams that fill in these blanks going forward? How much of it do you want to rely on risk, and how much do you want to just turn it on autopilot? Most people like to know that they can – in a perfect world, if they've got enough assets and a reasonable budget, we can set them up so that all they've got to do is go enjoy their life with the lifestyle they came in with and check their checking account every couple of months and make sure the money's dropping in there. That's that's great. And and then from there, you you start to provide solutions or or um, you know ideas and in, in all the way into tax planning, tax strategy. One of the questions that I have is when when you're talking to to clients, you mentioned earlier that. You know, people don't just go sit on on the couch and and live for you know three five years after they retire and, and then kick the bucket like that. That's that 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 that's the thirty forty fifty years ago. Right. So more and more people you're finding end up spending just as much or more significantly more in retirement, especially when you factor in um, inflation on top of that. Than than they were than than they did while they were in in their career. Yeah. So and probably than they ever thought they were going to. And that's the that's the biggest reality check when they sit down and we see their budget inflated going forward and even a reasonable assumption on a lifespan, you know, 150 or $200,000 budget gets up to $400,000 pretty quick and it gets real scary. You know, a millionaire meant a lot in my generation. Um, when I have 54 year olds coming in with a million dollars and they think they're bulletproof and they start realizing how soon they're going to have to die. Um, it's a, it's a big gut check. So it takes a lot of creativity and planning on our part to be able to maximize that, give the least amount of tax and, uh, get it as definite as we can so they can ride out the rest of their retirement without having to go back to work. That's pretty cool. So I want to hear more about what you guys can do when we get back from this break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Sound off on the news of the day with the Talk Poll. Online at Talk1370.com. Talk1370, the right choice. Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we're back. We've just tuned in. We've really been exploring the landscape of retirement planning from a retirement account standpoint. Most of the people out there listening, you may have retirement accounts. And in fact, you really should have retirement accounts, right? We're talking about things like 401ks, SEP accounts, IRAs, 
pension accounts, as Jaden brought up, also Social Security. Let's not forget about that thing that may or may not be here, right? But these are all different retirement accounts. And we've really been talking to our listeners in terms of how do you make the shift and change these into a retirement strategy where you have an income plan, a comprehensive strategy. This is the Noble Capital Radio R, and I'm your host, Chris Ragland. Got Jaden Newman and Jess Hamill here, like I do every week now, and we've really been kind of digging into this. But if, you, if you've just tuned in, well, you, you've missed the entire show, so joke's on you. But you can check us out at noblecapital.com. Of course, we're on social media. Uh, that's where we actually get our ideas for topics. So if you want to leave us a comment there, that would be great. And if you want to download this entire episode and catch up on what types of retirement accounts that are out there, you can do that on any podcast platform. So let's jump back in here in the few minutes that we've got left, guys. Uh, give me some examples, Jess, in terms of what you saw recently from some of your clients when they came in and they had retirement accounts, but what were some of the unique drivers that were existing out there, especially well, right now, considering what's going on in the marketplace? Well, the market is, you know, I, I believe we're either entering or already into a bear market. Um, so, you know, that's Forrest, just your opinion. opinion. Okay. So Forrest Gump could pretty much make money in the stock market over the past eight years by sure. throwing, a, throwing a dart at the wall. You mean um, in the longest bull market ever, right? Exactly. That's a fact. So we can say that. So the, the most fun I'm having is, uh, you know, people were not, these retirement accounts and the way the system is designed, you're not supposed to retire before 60 or 65 years old. So when you have people that have done really well for themselves and they just want to relax and they're coming in their early to mid 50s ready to retire, that poses a lot of unique um, hurdles um, if they have too much of their stuff in actual retirement accounts. For instance, a 55-year-old that retires is going to have to figure out a way to fund that retirement at least for four and a half years until they can start getting into IRAs and 401ks without having other triggers that cause um, you know penalties and things like that for excess. Right, and it's because he retired earlier than the system allowed for him to, to utilize those funds, right? Exactly. And yeah. so that, that's where people need us the most, I believe, because they, they have no clue how they're going to fund it at that point. And we've got to get really, really creative to be able to bridge that gap in a way that doesn't you know, deplete those accounts um, prematurely and doesn't make uh, too much of it going to tax and, and penalties. Got it. Got it. So what you're saying is when you see someone retiring earlier, maybe it's even because the market's doing well and they're thinking, you know what, instead of having all of my retirement accounts in the market and the market could shift, perhaps I should retire now and figure out how to bridge between now and when I'm eligible to tap those accounts. I, I see some of that. I don't think that's the biggest determining factor. I think people are um, not focusing so much on the market because they're just, everything's going well. So they think it's kind of can continue to go well. Mm. I think it's more, or at least the ones that I've been exposed to are people that just have done very well. They're not living an extravagant lifestyle and they just want to stop working and go enjoy life. They just don't know how to span that, that bridge there. Um, between non-qualified and qualified rules uh, until they get up into the retirement realm of their accounts. Got it. Well, so when we we talk a little bit about, we keep hitting on taxes, I want to come back to it. So the the premise here is that, as you said earlier, Jess, most people believe that they should defer taxes until retirement because their income will be lower in retirement. Therefore, their income tax will be lower. But in reality, what we're seeing is that a, a, a strong majority of the time, 80, 90% of the time, their income is actually equal to or higher, uh, especially when you uh, address, you know, when you put inflation in the equation and what I would call lifestyle. You know, these people want to yeah, not people, just go home and sit on the couch. People have been scaling back so they can accumulate so they can live larger. Um, yeah. You know, nobody wants to try to squeeze a whole lot of lifestyle into two weeks of vacation. They want to wait till they retire and actually go do big vacations and, and big hobbies. 
And uh, that's where the, the, the budget increases, and so the income has to increase to overcome it. And as the income goes up, so does the tax. So for our listeners, there's, there's really uh, two or three uh, commonly used tax strategies when it comes to dealing with what we call these time tax bombs, these, these tax-deferred IRAs, uh, tax-deferred retirement accounts. And one is the, the age-old uh, Roth IRA conversion, which, right. which has to be done very strategically. You might have some comments on that. But another one, you talked about taking part of that retirement account and putting into a pension. There's, there's a strategy that we've seen in, in more recent years in using those retirement accounts to essentially fund a tax-free pension and generate tax-free income in retirement, which is, uh, that that's a double win. If, if I can get my retirement account converted over into a tax-free vehicle that's going to pay me tax-free retirement income when I need it the most and when I'm uh, probably going to be in the higher tax brackets, I've, I've really knocked it out of the park. Right. And the strategy there is to, is to plan the, the proper mix of tax-free, taxable, and tax-efficient income at the right time so that we maintain the lower tax brackets in as smooth a ride as we can. You know, inflation is going to cause you to need more money. We want to increase your income without increasing your taxable base. So the, the planning is the key part of all that. All right, I think you guys could talk about tax planning all day long, but you know what? It's time to play. Put your money where your mouth is. Look, here's what we do. We basically have to come up with a phrase that sums up this week's episode. Sounds simple, but it's not. Each week, our producer, Sean, who's sitting in the room, so now we get to make faces at him, he provides an envelope, which basically has the rules, and live on the air, we've got to come up with the answers. So here it goes, guys. Let's take a look at this, and we're going to read these rules together. Here's how we need to summarize the show. Sum up today's episode in exactly five words. While the guys are racking their brains trying to put this one together, I just want to remind you that you can learn more about us at noblecapital.com. Check us out on Facebook at Noble Capital, on Instagram at Noble Capital Radio, and you can download every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, I think I'll go first. I've come up with mine. So here are my five words, and here's how I'll summarize the show. Rise up and retire early. That's cool. Like uh, that. Not bad. Not bad. It's a kind of a little pun on, on you know, today's topic, you know, the rise of retirement accounts. All right, Jess, what do you got? I would address the one theme that we hear all the time, and as far as I'm concerned, 401k is not a plan. That's good. That's five words. That yeah. is five words. It's not a plan. It's 401k a is asset. not a plan. It is a fixed asset. I like it. All right, we got the sage over here. What do you got, Jaden? Okay, here it goes. Drum roll. <laughs> okay, here. You can't literally drop your mic this time, okay? I can't do you it. did that last week All already. Right, I got it. Here it is. Stop drinking the Kool Aid, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, every week. <laughs> so, you know, the winner of this gets to use their quote on our social media promotion, and most of the time it's Jaden, so that, that's pretty good. I mean, that was good. One more time? 
stop drinking the Kool-Aid, folks. It's so good, man. It's Kool-Aid, one word. That's a, it is. It's got a hyphen in it, <laughs> okay. man. I remember. Don't you remember the Kool-Aid man jumping through the wall? Go. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. No, I like it. Well done, guys. All right. So it's been great. I, I really have enjoyed talking about this uh, this this episode or all the topics here. But I, I'm going to jump into private lending next week a little bit more. But we hope today's topic was valuable to you. If it wasn't, well, we brought it to you anyway. And that's got to be worth something. So this is the Noble Capital Radio Show for this week. It's been a good time. I'm Chris. I'm Jaden. I'm Jess. And this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. All opinions expressed by the speakers on this radio program are solely the opinions of those speakers and do not reflect the opinions of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, or their respective affiliates. Each speaker's opinions are based upon information the speakers believe to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Each speaker's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. The information discussed on this radio program is provided for general informational purposes only, does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you, and should not be construed as investment, legal, tax, or other advice on any subject matter. The information discussed in this radio program is not intended and should not be viewed or construed as a recommendation, advice, offer, or inducement to buy, sell, or hold securities, insurance products, or any other financial products. Before acting on any information discussed in this radio program, you should seek appropriate financial, investment, and other professional advice based on your particular facts and circumstances. Current or past performance is not indicative of future results. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this radio program. No outcome or profit is guaranteed. Any transmission of information through this program is provided on a non-confidential basis and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you or anyone of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, or Streamline Funding. Some information provided in this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. Such information is included solely as a convenience to you, and the provision of such information does not imply a responsibility for such third-party information or an endorsement of the linked site, its operator, or its contents. Acute Financial and Streamline Funding are both wholly owned subsidiaries of Noble Capital. Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, and or their respective affiliates and principals, which may include the speakers and guests featured in this radio program, may receive compensation from the sale of financial products featured in this program. Reproduction distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is strictly prohibited without the prior written permission of acute financial, noble capital, and streamlined funding.